Hello, and welcome to Sutra Sidewatch, episode 11. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... Brandon from Apollo City Comics. I don't know, am I a co-host? Like, I don't I don't feel like... Are we both hosts? Do we get the equal of host hosting? I think we never so. discussed it... this. Uh, we never like, did. It's I been... guess it is like a Sutro thing, so I guess you are technically the to Do you want to do, do it next time? Do you want to switch off? Yeah, we should switch off. Switch off? This okay. was my idea. I'm just going to put this on the record. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I I will have you know, I will have you know, I was like, yo, we're going to do our own type of commentaries uh, that weren't like comic book oriented. And then you were like, and then oh, we were just like, oh, yeah. then it started it spiraling because it was we're like a back co-hosts. and forth of right. Right. these things. Nice try. Nice try. I guess it, I guess that does make you the host of the show. It, it's a sutra show. I think this was brought upon from your spin up well i mean the commentaries remind we'll get into this this is recording right now oh my hello God. everyone <laughs> <laughs> guys so this is the final episode of yeah. Set Lash. after this we're breaking up with the policy podcast. <laughs> it's like the beatles um. what do you don't want to talk anymore i gotta i got this girlfriend wants me to separate from them <laughs> oh my gosh um well, speaking of the Beatles, dude, what uh, I know, right? What a magnificent transition! Because today we are back on the Bond month, and we're talking about live and let die. Yeah, we're in June, and with June comes not one, not two, not three, but three Bond movies. That's right. I lied right about there. not three because it is three. Uh, this is, I think, our only month this year that'll have three episodes i think i think so that sounds about right yeah um there's a spider walking on my wall that's cool yeah so no dude that was in dr no we're on snakes now uh spiders was dr no (laughs) live and let die is snakes you need to get to the uh, well actually also uh crocodilians and also sharks and inflatable people but no way (laughs) like dr no though in the book he oh, does no. fight a giant like octopus. He fought a squid, I think, in Doctor No, um, and that was oh, it's like a later book and whatnot. But also uh, another thing connected to Doctor No, man, I got so much I want to get into. Wait, was, wait, he fought a squid. Was the squid like let's get cracking? And then, I mean, as the puns, you know, <laughs> we, there there is so many puns in this movie. I got to tell you, like, dude, I feel like. It's like I had an idea of like, all right, this we should talk about this first, but there's so many different things I feel like we can discuss here because we're already flip-flopping all over the place being like there was this and then this and then that. And I feel like I had a double Bond experience because the book and the film, you know, every every Bond movie, I'm reading the Ian Fleming books. I'm not reading any other Ian Fleming, the original, the OG, you know? Um, So I'm reading them and we're doing i'm watching the film with it you know that was like my personal assignment plus i get to read bond books i've always wanted to but man this was a radically different bond book from the film uh there there are some similarities but what's the girl's name that in the, which part in the the one that that's actually the the villain girl you know how you always oh the oh girl? uh that was rosa was it rosa I want to I say can't. it was Rose. Oh, in Live and That Die. In Live and That Die. The girl, uh, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. I'm double checking now, too. Rosie. I was close. It was Rosie. Her name was Rosie? Yeah, Mrs. Mrs. Bond. Mrs. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So she's not in the book. Wow. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I mean, this, I have I'm... a lot of questions about this because I'm also like, because, all right, one, one thing real fast I got to say. 
we're looking at also between film and books. The books are all about James Bond, single James Bond, who's never recast. So it's a single Bond and yeah. it's all fit together. Whereas the movies, you're going through these different Bonds and you can, you can, or you, you don't need to, but you can say like they all fit together, even with different casting, mm -hmm. or you could say they're separate. Like it actually works both ways, but you do mm -hmm. feel like a big um, difference there, especially since, you know, you've said before the books and the movies have different orders. Oh, this is the second book. Which is <laughs> It's like the eighth movie or something, right? Yeah. Because yeah. Doctor No was after this, right? It's not even Yeah, Doctor No is way dude, Doctor No is so far after this book that this this is the book that he first meets Quarrel. His like uh they totally just racially just destroyed him in Doctor No. The black dude who gets like uh, the fire um the dragon, the dragon. Yeah, the dragon. Yeah, yeah. Which is um, just a a, a a flame tank. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> like what the hell? It's a um, dragon. In the book, it's it's described so well, and it sounds like something insane. But uh, yeah, dude. Okay, so I think that's the biggest difference here. Or, no, there's another big difference. Oh my um, god. But Quarrel's in this book, and this is the first time he meets Quarrel, and he goes to Jamaica. Also, he's in Jamaica in this book for a good while. Um. He goes to Jamaica and he needs to train and get like in shape and whatnot. And Coral's like, I'm your man. And like, that's when they first establish a friendship. And dude, Coral is such a cool fucking guy in this book. Like, and then we don't see him again till Dr. No. And then now that I've read his beginning after reading his tragic end, and I was already attached to him when I read Dr. No, because he was a, he was a great guy. You get really emotionally attached. He's always there for Bond. He's not literally like a slave, like the way they make him out in Dr. No, the film. Like he just seems like a little slave boy, which is, it's heartbreaking because he's a magnificent character and he like gets Bond to be peak Bond, like physically, mentally. He spends a week in both books, like training him and like figuring out ways to help him. And he's just like, like making him like this ultimate, like just badass super spy. And I, it's just, then he's just like, let me get your shoes, Mr. Bond. And I'm just like, no, dude. <laughs> Whoa, like, get my shoes. Yes. Like, God damn it. <laughs> yes. So, uh, I don't know that, that, uh, he's not in the movie, of course, because it's so out of order. Uh, but speaking of the order... He's in this movie. Is he in this movie? Yeah. He was. Or, okay, so this is weird. This is... Uh, all right, remember when he's on the boat with... Uh, That's Rose... Quarrel? That's Quarrel. Well, okay, so he says Quarrel Jr. Huh. But then in IMDb, it says Quarrel. So I'm like... So it, is that Quarrel's kid or something? I guess like Quarrel's already full grown kid who's like sl maybe like slightly 40s, younger. Like yeah, also <laughs> the same old. age. It's so he says junior. He he specifically says junior. Uh, I mean, that he says fully Quarrel. Me. He mm -hmm. says junior once when he introduces him to Rosa, Rosie, Rosie. Uh, but afterwards, he only calls him Quarrel. I don't know how I missed that. Maybe I was just like too caught up and like getting too angry. I think the way I would perceive it is like it does stand in line with the Connery films still because this is Roger Moore's first film, which is another mm -hmm. topic in and of itself. Yeah. But the way I see it, it continues it because it goes, hey, you know, his, you know, he had a kid and here he is still working with us. Like we still have friends we work with and stuff. Oh, no wonder he went to that boat. I remember that night I was like making food and like watching that part. Mm. That like I remember him kicking him and like going to the boat and all that. And I remember the whole scene on the boat. 
and then they realized they worked together i just i never paid attention to the guy's name um because i just like knew it wasn't quarrel and i didn't care i guess maybe i think it just like my and brain he, he survives and the, he, he survives because like at the end it shows him like planting those bombs mm-hmm. during that ritual yeah and then he like bounces and then he gets back to like the american troops or the american agents and stuff like uh felix and yeah. stuff yeah and he's at the end yeah i guess i just i i must have the last hour of it i just wasn't like i really dug the first hour of this film but then like on the second half it's two hours and it doesn't feel like it needs to be two hours yeah it really doesn't there's a lot Uh, of scenes that just like didn't need to happen you mean a 20 minute boat chase yes dude that's why i was just like i'm just gonna have a beer and make food and (laughs) it's filled with because it all of a sudden introduces some interesting new characters like uh sheriff bayou Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't know his actual name my brother Billy Bob gonna go get the big fast boat. What was that? I was <laughs> like, oh my god! I was like, this I is as south as you forgot. Can get. Like, <laughs> yeah, and sorry, we were like all over. <laughs> I know it's like... so hard to organize, and you know, at that point of the movie, I felt like I really dug it, but it just like there was so much wrong with the that was different from the book, and the book is long compared to any of the other Bond books. I want to say this was the longest one. Um, really it's like 260 pages i don't think any of them are like as long as this one uh in fact the one we're doing um for the next episode man with the golden gun is like almost 100 pages shorter um yeah so this was like a very dense book um but it went into so much more like well anyways we'll go back into that but continuity wise continuity i just want to talk about this and clear it up this is roger moore's first film um and Third right, bond, this third bond, right? Because oh, Home Slice uh, was only in it for one. Film, Yo, yeah, right? the the yeah. man, the man, yeah. <laughs> dude. George Lazenby killed it as Bond. Yeah, I we felt. still like actually people forget, and it's like no, he was actually one of the best Bonds. You don't understand yes, for that one film for not wanting to do it for faking the audition, like everything, his whole journey to that, cool stuff. But I don't know, man, Roger Moore. Damn, he sold me from the start, he like is the first a- scene different bond completely like he feels a lot less chauvinistic than uh than sean connery a little yeah. bit uh i mean sean connery you know it's weird he's got the charm but at the same time like sean what he's a man of his time i guess well dude even in the books he's really not that misogynistic like bond is actually like it's not just sean connery to... it's just sean connery <laughs> at this point sean like I, just like I can't haunt that. myself sometimes i just gotta stay in the mood and <laughs> you're just like oh sean like dude there's i forgot which film it was but where he's like getting a massage and he grabs the doctor and then she's like struggling to get out of his grip and he's like no and then he just starts kissing her and she's like fighting him and then she like jumps off of him and i'm like dude you can't do that anymore like that's <laughs> <Anymore>? <laughs> jesus christ yeah. But much more I, I felt like his essence, I felt yeah. like he just like slid into the, the the shoes or the watch I should say, like perfectly. Um I love the opening scene, uh when you first see him and meet him. I thought that was the coolest, funniest. The French girl and Money Penny and like M are all Oh my god, in. dude. Money that Penny was... covers her own. It was hilarious. Like I, I loved that and like the watch ma- so I love that she <laughs> sees Money Penny and she's just like, please, shh, don't, don't say nothing now, because like Emma's just like, you know what happened to that girl? And Mom's like, uh, you watch, co- you want? Some- I was about to do the Connery accent still, <laughs> but he's like, you want some coffee? And it's just like, <laughs> it was so good. 
but then he's like, yo, sliding watch, open door, sli- <laughs> magnet watch, let's go, unzip. And she's like, Dude. oh, such a soft touch. And he's just like, I'm not even using my hand. No, he was like, uh, he's like, uh, it's magnetic. All the puns. Dude, all the puns in this movie, you're right. It's it's so much. like So uh, insane. Uh, I got some, I have some specific ones written down as well <laughs> that are just too, they were too much for me. I was like, I can't even with this movie. I feel like I could be wrong because I think, you know, puns were throughout all the Bond films, but hmm. I think Roger Moore might be like a full on, like he, he ups the ante with the puns because also you know there is humor in the bond films but this definitely feels like a big like comedic increase more so than the past two bonds like i could see that for sure it's especially when you get bayou sheriff <laughs> yeah which, like too comedic at a certain point yeah actually yeah like it was a little yeah um but because this is what year is this this is 1973 and just to put that in perspective, if I remember correctly, On Her Majesty's Secret Service was 1969. So this is the, you know, if you think Connery and Lazenby are the 60s Bond. Yeah. Roger yeah. Moore brings in the new decade. He is the he is the Bond of the 70s. And with that, you know, that changes things a lot, obviously. But because um, he has, if I, if we're, if we don't count the unofficial Connery movie, we have Roger Moore with the most Bond films. That's interesting. I honestly, I'm down for it too. Because at at the moment, out of the three Bonds we've watched over this year, uh, I'd say Roger Moore is my favorite Bond at the moment. Really? Yeah, after seeing these two, and I think it'd be George Lazenby. <laughs> I actually think it'd be Sean Connery at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Which somebody, you know, because there's so many different Bonds. You know, I'm sure there's different types of fans. Like I know I have mm. a. Uh, one of my uncles he was a very big Roger Moore fan uh, Mm. specifically like he loved villains like Jaws and stuff okay cool Uh, but like I I mean you know there's like people that are like yeah I love the Connery movies specifically uh, for the most part honestly like uh, I feel like people probably don't talk about Roger Moore and like Timothy Dalton that much it's really just Sean Connery and then you kind of skip ahead to Pierce Brosnan maybe uh, well, I, I haven't really watched any Roger Moore. Really? Uh, um, Home Size from Doom Patrol. Um, Timothy Dalton. Oh, Timothy Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> also, oh. ma- the main man from Hot Fuzz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Timothy uh, Dalton. I feel like, um, I feel like th- uh, this movie is probably, the, the for Timothy Dalton specifically, James Bond is probably his most heroic roles because after that, he's either a yeah. villain or just something else entirely. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. He's got those villain eyes, I think. That's why. You just look at those eyes. You're like, oh, he's up to no good. Well, and just because <laughs> I haven't seen some of those Bond movies, it's hard to picture like him as Bond. Well, there's only like two. So. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, right. and one of them, he straight up just, uh, he <laughs> he gets the guy on a wheelchair with a helicopter, picks him up, and then to- he drops him into a nuclear power plant. So that's that's the thing. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, the guy, the guy couldn't really run away. He, yeah. he, he didn't How have a wheel of a chance. So much worse. <laughs> I could make so many. When we get to that movie, I'm gonna make my own puns for that. I'm gonna <laughs> have my own set and then get canceled. It'll be fantastic, guys. You're all gonna, you're all gonna witness it as it occurs. <laughs> um, other than that, like, I thought the casting overall was pretty cool. I didn't, I didn't really like Felix though. It, his casting in this movie. And he gets casted a lot. He's like, um, what's Bullfinger, um, Bullingle, um, yeah, 
I I what, don't. What am I spacing his name? I always mess up his name. Um, the for which version? Bald, uh, the bald villain. Um, that we've seen. Uh, oh, are you talking about? Uh, are you talking about uh, Spectre himself, like Blofeld? Blofeld. There you go. Like he's yeah. been recasted a thousand times, and then like Felix is recasted just as much as Blofeld. Like every Blofeld. movie, he's diff Blofeld. Wait, we did this. We yeah, did we this did during this. On Her Majesty's Secret this. Service. Yeah, I remember how many times I had to correct you for that. Oh my god, this is gonna be fun. So we're guys, we're gonna do this gonna again do in November too. When you edit the audio and just put the proper like the series proper names, just like, <laughs> like <laughs> Brandon's translation. Blofeld. You know the villain Blofley. Yeah, Blofley. I'm gonna call it something different every single time. Oh god, but like. Uh, Felix, dude, in the book, Felix kicks ass. He's not, it's not the girl. He's not like teamed up with the girl. He's teamed up with Felix for like the entire book. And Felix ends up discovering, okay, also this movie, the book is about uh, gold coins. Really? Being, yeah. Because like this in, one's more about uh, the drug trade, right? Drug and, trade. Like international, internet, not internet, maybe international espionage because it's like, uh, What's his face? Plays two. He play. He double. He doubles the field. Like he plays two mm -hmm. different guys. He has that mask disguise that he literally rips off he was, his I face. That was dope. <laughs> that was pretty cool, actually. Like, I was like, wait, how's it, how's it going, bro? Like, uh, Kanaga, 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 Kanaga. That's mm -hmm. what his name was, Kanaga. Yeah. And totally radically different in a lot of that sense. Like, yes, Bonso goes to New York, um, but then he goes to like florida and then he like takes a train and he like hits up georgia for a minute then he ends up in jamaica at the end of the story well it was actually uh it was specifically like harlem and new yeah. orleans which yeah if we're looking at it it's a very big trifecta of like very uh very dominant black cultures mm -hmm. and of all of that time it's weird because it's like a whole on like i guess but they had that voodoo theme going and that's yeah. in the book too the whole voodoo aspect and they think that mr big is like the zombie because he's just like not dead and whatnot and actually mr big too uh he's controlling like different places and he's everywhere like bond and uh solitaire like run like she helps them escape and everything and they're in florida and somebody's like hey i see her and this is she's down here and then like mr big has connections everywhere that part's pretty Dude, accurate everything there was like everyone the entire like city dude that was city was part. just like yo with this guy dude pulls out the flute yo yeah. he's here <laughs> and it's the i the, the cab the funniest thing ever. i couldn't like this movie kept getting me every time i'm like what else can they do and it's like i couldn't tell so this is my issue i couldn't tell if i'm like either they were like, let's make it distinctive of this type of culture, or they're like, I, I, so I couldn't, I couldn't tell because, like, you know, it's it's these British movies. They're not necessarily the most, um, I guess, the term would be politically politically correct to the modern day. Oh yeah, uh, sure. like no, in Doctor No. For these ones, you're like, I'm kind of questioning this a bit uh, to the point where you know, it's like every single city, everyone that isn't white is probably bad for this yeah. and i'm like i'm not oh. really like... and i mean even in the book it's like that like there's so many like he uses the word negro in so many different ways like by just description and just adding stuff to it like it's a suffix and a prefix to a certain extent because like, was that at the time when it was used like commonly yeah. I, 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 mm -hmm. okay. I okay there's a chapter called nigger island 
Like, what? Yeah, there's chapter what? five is that. Yeah, that's the title. Like that's, that's the just, actual title. That's the actual title of a oh chapter. Oh my god. Yeah, and uh, and that's the only time you ever like see it like that intensely. But I mean, dude, every I bet I could just open a random page and there's is that an actual? That's not an actual page. island, right? It's not. Well, if I, if I Google Maps up... that, it's not going to show up anywhere, is it? <laughs> no, I'm like them dead. I, I have no idea. Like that's the, that was a fictional place he made, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay, Nigger, Nigger Heaven. Yeah, that's what? what it's called. Yeah, that's what it's called. Oh my! So that's also a fictional place. Chapter five. You're guys. not going to go to an airport and see that as the destination. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my God! I can't. Oh okay, Christ! Oh, oh my God! I don't. <laughs> I need to read this book. <laughs> Dude, it's a, it's a really good Bond book. I felt like it was very well written for it being the second book. He's still young. Um, it's right after Casino Royale. Uh, I was to, that was one thing I wanted to ask earlier before twenty other things kept hitting me on the from left and right. But like, uh, it does. So it does. This is right after everything with uh, Vesper. Then yes, yeah. Okay, and he like when you say it's like training with Coral, it's because after everything in Casino Royale, he's like kind of out of commission, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, just want to make sure. All right, yeah. that makes that makes sense then. All right, cool, cool. Because uh, uh, I remember you were reading, you were sending me pictures, and I saw Honey Chili in it. That just and, dawned on me too. Like, I never... isn't she? The, isn't that the girl oh, from Doctor No? Doctor No. Yeah, yeah. But it takes place before Doctor No. Yeah. And Doctor No is like wait. five books down. So wait, how does? I was just thinking that. That just dawned on me, too. Do you think because... Ian Fleming made a mistake? I'm still... Oh. Right, because that's her name and everything. And... Uh, isn't that... That's very... doesn't make any sense. Because it's like... it. It's, it's a weird thing because it's not that he's saying, like, he messed up in this book because this book came out before Dr. No came out. So that means in Dr. No, if he made a mistake, it was there. Right? Yeah, it'd have to that's be. That's so weird. Yeah, and, and I just realized that now. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. But anyway. Um, no, yeah, that's super interesting because, you know, if right. you look at the description here, he's um, bond is sent to the United States to investigate Mr. Big, blah, 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 fortune telling. And then if we scroll down to Dr. No, I just want to make sure that I'm not, that we're not just like accidentally mixing up a name or something. I did see um, Honey Chili. You could look at our text uh, when you sent the picture there because it said Honey Chili had two kids, and I saw that and I noticed that. Yeah, dude, that's... Or, like, had kids plural. I just remember that. But will you do that, I guess uh, I never said it earlier, but uh, this film was directed by... Once again, you know, this film came out in 1973. Uh, mm-hmm. It was directed by Guy Hamilton, uh, who... You know, he worked. This wasn't uh, his only Bond film. Uh, looking back through his uh, history here, he also worked on uh, Diamonds Are Forever. That was his first oh, film nice. he directed. So this is his second Bond film. He also did Man with the Golden Gun. Uh, he only had directed three. So this is his middle Bond film, which is interesting. And he didn't write any of them, but uh, he did direct. And then the writers for this were uh i mean actually it's just a singular writer uh tom mankiewicz who is hmm. different than the ones you know from the previous bond films we talked about because you know how there was like a there was a big um amount of writers before it'd usually be a couple at a time and eventually we'd see uh kind of switch offs you know how we'd see a new one get introduced and then the original one would kind of slowly 
uh, part off of the films and you'd see the one that was helping them take over afterwards. Mm-hmm. So that was like a, a big thing there. And looking at his stuff, he also started writing with uh, Diamonds Are Forever. And oh, wow. he only, he actually, you know what? This is very interesting. I did not notice this. So he's actually, I think Tom Mankiewicz is a duo with uh, with uh, Guy Hamilton because they both are, they both write, one writes and one directs. And it's the same amount. Diamonds Are Forever, Live and Let Die, and The Man with the Golden Gun. They only are on those three. So he isn't part of that kind of uh, wave that kind of goes where it's like, like I said before, uh, there's a writer and then you get a second writer and eventually that first writer disappears and the second writer takes over and they keep adding another person in. They don't do that with those two com- at all. They're just on these by themselves and that's it. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, and it's interesting too. It's a Connery movie. It's the last Connery movie, uh, official Connery movie, and the first two Roger Moore movies. And then after that, it changes completely. So, yeah, interesting. But, so- yeah. Oh God. wait! Check this out. Um, yeah, yeah. What were a couple of what were a couple of hours of heat and boredom in this island compared to the memories of the Bayou Desert and Honey Chili Rider and his and his survival against the Mad Doctor No? That's from this book, right? The stars foretell. Unless I sent you something from another book. I don't know. Was that from the Man with the Golden Gun? Did you read that already? Yeah, I started reading that, and I think maybe it's from it. that. I okay, think that's... that's what I did. That's what I did. Okay, okay, all right, cool, cool. I was like, did we just discover this insane, like, <laughs> yeah, because like, when does seven, uh, like... just, I guess, to get it out of the way now, like, Man with the Golden Gun, so we, then people aren't confused until the next episode. Man yeah. with the Golden Gun then takes place when? That is the second to last Bond, but not. So it's after Doctor No. Yeah, and he's beat up, dude. He is not, like, he's not, he's not in a good state. Okay, cool. Just yeah, making sure. Like, all he right. just got, like, yeah, we'll talk about that one later. But no, yeah, that was, that's, I had to double Okay, so we, we had to, I'm glad, I'm, I'm sorry we may have confused you all there for a second, but, yeah. All right. I have to record two episodes in a week. It's a lot of reading. <laughs> we have a, we have, we're, there, there's a lot. Yeah, there's, there's a lot happening, guys. There's so, I have so many episodes this week. Anyway, uh, so... Yeah, interesting. Like I said, we're in the middle of this duo writer-director, writer-director duo uh, that's doing three films, and this is Roger Moore's first film. We have a very interesting cast, which the credits, you know who's number four on this list of people is yeah. Sheriff Pepper. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why he's so ahead Definitely of everyone else. not a character else. either. Like... He isn't. And you know what's His funny? Felix is isn't even in the top here at all. Really? I actually uh, can't even find him on here. He, he's like, if he's on here, he's all the way at the bottom behind like extras because that he's sucks. not even showing up. It's really weird. I wasn't crazy about him in this film. Like, I thought he'd have a bigger presence. Um, dude, okay. Super spoilers. But this is the second Bond book, and this book has been out since 1954. So I think it's okay. Weird, yeah. Um, dude. So he teams up with Felix on this mission to start tracking down these gold coins because they're kind of being dispersed uh, like in different areas and they don't want to like, they know it's Mr. Big. They're like, this has to be this guy. Like we have sources, like this has to be it. But we can't like jump into it because then they'll go on the black market. Everything will disappear. We won't be able to trace it. And this is, we have to be really sly on how we discover the actual source and distribution of these gold coins. And they team up and all this stuff happens and then uh something 
something goes on and bond is like at a commission for like a night or something and then uh, uh felix goes out and he realizes like who like where these kind of gold coins are coming from and he realizes that they're coming from these like uh fish tanks they're being put at the bottom of fish tanks and being like transported and um i think that's in new york too if i remember right and felix goes to investigate this like fish tank area and it's also like this fisherman that specializes in sharks and whatnot uh, also, Mr. Big lives on this insane fucking island surrounded by sharks, and they feed blood There's into the water. There's a lot of keeps. islands in these yes, books. So many, everything I've read is just movies. like a Jamaican island. Dude. A... Like, Jamaica's not safe. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but, uh, dude, Felix goes, and then Bond wakes up, and he's just like, oh, I need to go get uh, Felix. Like, I need to go help him. Why would he leave by himself? Dude, he finds uh, Felix in uh, his bedroom and he's all bandaged up like his face is all bandaged up and his arm is all stitched together dude he got eaten by sharks see they, they he lost a leg an arm wait and felix shark, yeah and the shark gnawed on his face and his face was all messed up they had to do this crazy surgery to put it back and i guess the next time we see him he ends up having like prosthetic limbs and everything but she, felix gets eaten by sharks in this book dude in the second this is the second novel. book yes but, um yeah that's different (laughs) (laughs) you know i did dig they did the whole voodoo thing that's a whole like you know it's a big they got that down yeah but and i really enjoyed that espionage aspect that how like uh their men were going missing three agents have been killed in like a week and they're all in different locations they're all discovering stuff um and then that coffin scene in new orleans dude that's the dopest thing in the world like they're just coming down jamming and everyone's dancing and i i wanted to down dude i wanted to talk about so there's that was uh the first thing i had in my notes here because you have the whole thing is like at least for the movies there's a like conspiracy and stuff there is a triple assassination of these british agents and one is it's pretty much where each one is in a location bond goes to all those locations harlem Mm -hmm. new orleans uh is it jamaica is the island is it jamaica or never just another island that it's supposed to be taking place in with all the voodoo stuff oh on on in the book it's jamaica okay uh, so it must be the same in the movie i assume but like in new orleans you see like the funeral everyone's playing and the agent's watching it and this dude comes next to him and i just love he's like whose funeral is it and the guy looks at him and goes yours and he stabs him in the side and he's like it just a side stab and he's like i'm dead and yes. falls on the ground in front of this entire parade of grieving people they lower the coffin the coffin's like uh, uh it's a empty bottom so they lower it onto him and i guess it does a thing where it uh it closes mm-hmm. under the body and picks him up so they get what a the weird body scoop too like and I was just like, wait, what the hell? And then everyone's mood changes into full-on celebration. And you're just like, that entire parade of people, basically this entire in neighborhood is in on this murder Dude, <laughs> of this yes. British agent. And I'm like, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. Because well, I've, then- I've, I've watched all these movies, but it's been a very... Mm-hmm. long time the only thing i remember just kind of was like the uh, the only thing i remembered was sheriff bayou it's not his name but it's what i like to call yeah. him <laughs> sheriff bayou uh rosie and like a couple other things but like it was like those two mainly uh and i was just like yep 
all right, this is uh, this is what's happening. And yeah. meanwhile, you know, you go to the island, and there's like a crazy voodoo ritual happening. One of the the other agents captured, and oh, it's a Caribbean island too. Yeah, yeah. and there's uh, the snake man comes out, and it's the laughing man, I believe, because mm-hmm. there's like the, the cool thing about this. So. Uh, well, I'll say first with the snake. Like, you just, the snake, he's, like, dancing with the snake. The snake's coming closer, and the snake's kind of going back and forth on the guy. And you're just seeing, you're, like, it's taking forever. But they're just, because they're taking such a slow time with a snake biting a man. And mm-hmm. the, the snake, you know, meanwhile, he's just like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to bite you. You better watch how I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And you're just like, okay, great. It's a yellow, green snake. It's very, you know, I guess very jungle scary. I don't, I don't know. But... Uh, there's the also the dude in New York who's at like a UN summit and they switch like I guess frequencies where it's like some form of audio attack where yes, that was so cool. some, <laughs> some frequency is able to kill this man and it's like dude the Russian speech was that bad that this man died <laughs> and you're just like well you know it happens but <laughs> I you're just nobody like, really reacted at first too like you look over and they're like dude they all have the same idea they're like the speech sucks and like, yeah <laughs> Dude, for real, that was like one of the. It was a cool like setup, but I was just like, no one's, no one's gonna help this guy. Like, nope. And it's even, if I remember correctly, it's before we even see Bond. Yeah. All of this is happening, and we get the theme before we see Bond, and it's like you know the Beatles will not die, and so it's cool. such I a, didn't ever yeah. realize that. Like, and it's so also cool. keeping in tradition. I mean, like not tradition, but it's like oh, we're still getting a British band, and you always yeah. forget. You seem, but I always forget that the oh yeah, they're British. That's right, mm-hmm. and. Uh, even with that, the full theme during like that music video is just straight up voodoo and magic. Yeah. Like it, it yeah. it's a full on theme there, which is really is cool. At least the design cool aspects intro. of the, cool that intro. intro, it's really awesome. And uh, what was the next thing I had in the? Let's see, I already got the magnet stuff out of the way. Oh yeah, everyone, <laughs> I put everyone's in on it with the radio chatter. <laughs> uh. And the hook man, like you, so this movie's got very distinct villains. Like oh, it's that like guy's you know, book. oh the hook man. Yeah. Oh man, so when I say hook man, guys, it's like not even a hook. It's a dude with the claw hand. It's like Doctor Claw practically. Yeah. It's like an ar- a metal arm, and it's just like a, a two prong claw, and uh, it just closes in on stuff and it crushes everything. Like he gets his, he gets Bond's gun. And then just bends it and gives it back to him, and he's like, "Ah!" <laughs> you're just like he's having a great time, guys. He's having mm-hmm. having a laugh. And the villains in this are distinct because you know, thinking about this, we have what six Connery movies, a Lazenby movie, and then yeah. now here, and you know, all the villains maybe have one notable uh, henchman that is kind of of note to the movie. This one has like five or six. You have a uh, funeral stab man. You have the cab driver. You have the quiet man. I love the cab driver. Yeah, ca- cab driver is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yo, for how much for money? Twenty bucks. Uh, I'll drive you. To, I'll drive you to the. I'll drive you to a clan rally. And I was like, what the what? fuck is yes, happening? And he's like, I mean, shit, twenty bucks is a lot. Then I guess I don't know. Well, yeah, uh, seventy three, man. I'd like, be like, if it was, I'd be like, all right, to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bet. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'd be like, wait, this isn't good for me. We're all, we're both going to a thing. We're not gonna have a good time at because they're gonna be very angry that we're here. But <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like, 
we just wanted to see guys it's okay <laughs> run um yeah. what was i saying yeah so you have the cab guy you have this stab funeral man that just is every time someone's like what's going on yes you did and yes. then you have this dude who's like champagne he's right oh behind you gosh, the whisper yeah. dude yeah. and he's like this hefty guy but he whispers so he's he very distinct like yeah he's like very quiet voice heavy set and each one is distinctive like the cab driver is very jive um the the stabby guy's very stabby mm. and then like uh, <laughs> you have the man with the claw hand and he's like tall he is very menacing and he's just always seems like in his good mood and then you have like the the, the okay there's so many outfits for them too so many different personas it's hard to keep track but if i'm remembering correctly the dancing skeleton man <clears throat> sorry i'm starting like the, the silent man now uh the seven skeleton man he uh with the face paint and stuff he is also the flute man and mm-hmm. is also the laughing man mm-hmm. and he's just all in one so he's another villain who actually doesn't <laughs> you think he dies and then he doesn't which we'll get to in a second too but each of them stand oh and there's also like the dude that stole the boat also oh yeah yeah and he was just i don't know he's just a dude he he wasn't very specific in terms of like feet uh like a specific like gimmick i guess Mm -hmm. but uh there's all these guys and each one is very just like i can remember all of them and i'm like yeah this is an awesome set of villains that are just honestly also fun you don't you're not the cool thing about this too is like at least these Bond villains, or I guess most Bond villains, you never really hate. You never hate a villain in these movies because I guess you're kind of admiring them or like they're distinct like some of them are mustache twirly where it's like, I'm gonna tell you my plan. Others are like, I expect you to die, and others yeah. are like, I'm gonna throw yeah. a hat at you and shit. Like <laughs> they're all very weird and the ones like I'm gonna eat you with my mouth because it's metal and you're just like, I don't understand. But I love these villains. They're weird. Yeah, yeah. No, you're um, totally right. Yeah. I feel like honestly, Bond's villains are probably um, the only ones that stand up to like they're they're the highest non comic book villain set. I could see that for sure, right? and you don't even have to get into like details and origin stories. You don't gotta know the hook hand. Yeah, hook it's just like, like dude, it's a villain. Yeah, yeah it's just he's, they're just the bad guys. You don't know why he's obsessed with bowler hats. Like you just you know he's good at tossing them. Like, and then you have of course uh, oh the. the <laughs> So the Whisper guy is literally named as Whisper. In <laughs> IMDb, his name is Whisper. Uh, cab Driver 1. I love it. I love these names. They're fantastic. Uh, the guy driving the boats, Adam. <laughs> it's just Adam. <laughs> uh, laughing Man is, I think, Teehee. Or yeah, that's yeah, the claw. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so these are... I love these names so much. Holy shit. Yeah, he's in the book, too. Yeah, Teehee. Baron Samedi, I think, is the claw. Um, potentially. But yeah, Kananga and Mr. Big are the same person. Mr. Big's, you know, the drug uh, under over underlord under under no overlord overlord I guess yeah yeah overlord really like- and then uh, Kananga is like the legitimate guy on mm. the side that's like doing his stuff. But uh, yeah, Dude. such a good set of villains, and it's like it's a weird thing because I'm like I, I'm very. They're, they're a very admirable group of villains in terms of just like I like them like they're really enjoyable and it's like I honestly don't want them to die because they're fun mm-hmm. and they're they're really cool and at the same time too I'm like it's like it's a weird mix where you I feel like they did a great job on all these characters and on the other side too I'm like but they literally made besides I think Quarrel and the agent who also gets stabby stabbed I think right doesn't he also yeah. get uh yeah. 
that yes. was, that's a cool callback because when that scene happens again you're like you know what's gonna happen like you know. i was honestly hoping Str- his name was strutter that's what his name is uh i honestly thought strutter would reverse it on the guy like i could have sworn it would be like uh oh he shoots him and then like the the cop the people doing the parade don't care they're like we'll just take a dead body we don't really care whose it is we just we just roll with it right mm-hmm. uh but strutter also gets got and uh him and quarrel the only two out of every black person in the movie they're the only two i guess quote unquote good ones yeah like they're only two so. good guys and yeah. then because literally everyone is working for mr big yeah Dude, so that's another connection that's with the book is that everyone's working for him and he always has a connection somewhere like you're not safe and you have to like they have to manipulate and that's why they end up like taking crazy trains to like yeah. florida and then like kind of just like traveling they don't go to exactly to where they go in the movie except for new york but yeah that's that's another question but dude ah. i would say also like the the so the book and the movie in their own ways are their own forms of racism yeah. easily oh, yeah, uh sure. and it's because you the the reason i would also say it is because like you know they're only doing it with two good guys and you're just like you could have probably done more or equalized things more so mm-hmm. like have like a good faction if you wanted to but they don't so it's very distinctive it's like oh well this is you know written by white people this is made by white people for the film no matter what it's a bunch of imperialistic british guys so yeah, it's like yeah. you're you know what you're expecting at the same time and you're just kind of like you have to go in and be like i already know that there's going to be issues that i might not be happy with but at the same yeah. time you know it's just going to be a, a bot it's, it's a bond movie yeah, yeah it's just age but yeah I mean, even that, I felt like it was less offensive than, like, the Sean Connery movies. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, yeah, yeah, Sean Connery, because yeah. at least no one was talking like they were. It, it, no one was talking like Quarrel in the movie. I think yeah. This Quarrel talked like a normal person. Yes. Where he's, yeah. I, I love, too, he's like, uh, uh, send my regards to Mr. Kananga right between the eyes. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yes, yo, yes. let's go. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, Mr. Big. Uh, honestly, the movie version of Mr. Big disappointed me a bit because... The way he's described in the book and the way he acts, he reminds me of a home slice that played Kingpin in Ben Affleck Daredevil. That's like exactly Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, dude, like that's what I pictured as like yeah, <laughs> that's how I pictured Mr. Big, and it just pop like, his kneecaps. Daredevil, go on, do it. And when you know you see when Bond gets captured the first time in Harlem, and you kind of see him for a moment. Um, yeah through the doors and then i was like that's not him I, he's I straight up like you you that. hear him for a second and he doesn't even come out he's just like kill this draft target you're just yeah. like what <laughs> just <laughs> Bond's like oh my i'm not in england anymore what was <laughs> it? oh that was i was watching community and that popped up there was a part where there's like an 8-bit episode and uh there's literally turkeys with afros and i'm like they're drive turkeys how dope <laughs> oh my god that's amazing I I, need, I, mean, I don't remember that part of community, but uh, oh wait, you said eight bit. The, yeah, the, the, the okay, that oh okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, do and then okay, so there's there's all these characters. There's of course you know, they 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 insert one white character in between all all the black characters, and that's solitaire. Yes. You're like, oh, we have the good white girl, you know. <laughs> a major player in the book, major. Yeah. A ma- major player in the cards, uh, one would say as well. Uh, her role is just so much different and it's i mean it's still the whole tarot thing and whatnot um but uh she's the one who like calls bond in a panic and it's just like you need to like listen to me and trust me and like we gotta leave like oh in the like, book I, yeah and she like uh, bond's like damn i don't know if i could trust you but then he takes her and then they escape and all this type of stuff and dude 
the end of it where he's trying to save them both and whatnot, like he's just like, I'm gonna have to kill this girl. Like towards the what? end, yeah, they get in such a screwed situation with Mr. Big that they get tied together, like facing each other. Um, and he's gonna drag him on like Mr. Big's island and whatnot. He's gonna drag him from his yacht and against the coral reefs so they could get all slashed up to like start making him bleed and have all of like oh for the sharks for the sharks. And he's always like I said, he's always pumping blood into the waters around the island so that predators can be very attracted and it kind of you know has that voodoo aspect and whatnot it's all creepy and whatnot um and so he like ties them up to like each other and bonds like we are screwed we're fucked there's no way out of this i don't know how to do it and he's just like the only way i'm gonna make it is if i like flip her over and have the coral reefs like cut the rope and it's gonna she's gonna have to drown i'm gonna have to drown her first and that way i can get free and like he's ready to kill solitaire for oh moment. yeah and, like, dude he's just... a true gentleman damn it's, uh, <laughs> and uh, that's, well, that's the most <laughs> I mean, they end up together at the very last page so, yeah, yeah, yeah he's good. like sorry, it's just funny. Uh, sorry i dragged you for the, through the show <laughs> yes dude like <laughs> it was it's a pretty brutal scenario dude he even fights an octopus like I, this is two for two. Like in Doctor No, he fought a squid. Bam! Right in the fighting. octopushy. Yes. That's how I yes. planned it. <laughs> oh, God. And that's a uh, yeah, just another. It was like one of the biggest differences. They put the, the octopus in the wrong book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> oh well, it's funny because um, you know, later on this month we're doing uh, I always forget the name of the that film. What's uh, the last one? the living daylights the living daylights and that's a short story it's uh the octopus so the, the easiest reads yeah the easiest read. wait wait did you say the octopus in the living daylights it's octopus in the living daylights yeah so and it's, it's like, both movies in one short story oh it's like two short stories in one book oh, oh yeah, okay yeah. interesting oh, okay gotcha gotcha yeah so it's uh it's kind of funny i don't know it's just put together but yeah, yeah we're so, really approaching that <laughs> okay okay so solitaire um I like this character a lot for multiple reasons. Um, one, I always enjoy just because it's a it's a dumb thing, but like uh, the actress is, I believe, half Jewish. So I was like, oh, hey, another Jew, all right. <laughs> <I> <laughs> In a Bond that, movie, yeah, no yeah. less. I wasn't expecting yeah. that, you know? Uh, but also, uh, she reminds me of another character from another movie I really, really like. And because it's like, it's this whole sorceress type thing where... Uh, as long as she is, uh, what do you call it? Um, is it, as long as she's still a virgin, she mm-hmm. can tell the future. She can use like her, like, uh, abilities to like do all this stuff and whatnot, like to play through, read the cards and everything else and tell fortunes and everything. And we get that from someone else from another movie, completely different. And that is one of the best films in the world. The Scorpion King starring the rock. <laughs> Uh, in which there is a sorceress who is also a virgin who helps the main villain uh, conquer the known world. And he's pretty much like going through these campaigns and she'll like tell what's going to happen and how it's going to happen. And he'll basically do all the stuff and then win and keep conquering. Mm -hmm. And eventually like, you know, it's like the whole thing is like, you know, I'll lose my power if I sleep with anyone. And it's like, eventually they're like, you know, at the end of the movie, she's like, I don't need my powers anymore, Rock. Let's go have some fun and shit. Uh, but it's like the same thing here, except it doesn't really, you know, it's not hinted at at the end because it just straight up happens right and smack dab in the middle. And she's like, I no longer have powers. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of worth it. It's kind of cool, you know? 
good trade-off, right? But, uh, yeah, that's one. I really like that type of character where... I mean, I just... Not in general, just because mm-hmm. these are the only two. But it's like, it, it reminded me of that, which was like a, oh, cool. I, I love that movie itself. But it's a cool, like, weird thing of, like, I wonder, is this a thing that happens in different films and books and other things or is this like a a thing scorpion king got directly from this movie i wonder and otherwise though like she was a cool character because she's just kind of like at first like yeah no you're just gonna probably die and shit and mm-hmm. he's like let me let me draw this other card and it's like oh lover what are you expecting she's like oh fuck i, I have that. to listen to the cards yeah exactly <laughs> and then at the end he's just like i, I gotta admit like the deck was rigged in my favor like you're okay and it's just like oh god he's so bad it's 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 the she's like it doesn't matter anymore i lost it it's gone (laughs) you're just like no no no, i'm just kidding like i fucked up it was a joke (laughs) and she's he's like lesson two uh blah blah blah. and she's like what's lesson three lesson three you're about to find out it's like lesson three we have time for lesson three (laughs) yes but she's a i really like the character because uh she does a whole thing where for a second you kind of think she betrays him when she like hits him with the purse but it's like one she's covering her own ass but two she, by doing that she offered uh, gave him a chance to escape as well mm-hmm. and then eventually you know she tries to save his life by guessing the back of the watch in which she's completely wrong yeah. uh in which results in her nearly dying and him saving her but uh you could see like an all of a sudden new loyalty spawning there and um i think personally uh besides um his short-lived wife in on her majesty's secret service so far at least from the ones we've watched so far i think she's probably one of my favorite bond girls uh i would say so totally agree yeah. with that yeah no for sure even in the book dude super awesome in the book very prominent character uh kind of a similar story but she does wind yeah i mean it's not too much different but she's just way in the book way way more yeah and there there is another roger Moore one i do remember but she isn't for that movie isn't for either next year or the year after. We'll see, but oh, okay. th- there is one I do remember specifically. Um, but we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get to that eventually. Uh, let's see another thing. Yeah, we talked about Coral Junior and Coral. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. The cab driver, <laughs> shaft turkeys. Uh, so, I the Bayou Sheriff. Oh god, that whole boat chase. So there was that long ass boat chase that goes on forever. <laughs> And in which apparently wedding. now we know it's Adam's chasing him. The guy's name was Adam in the yes. fast boat. Cause he's like, my brother's got a fast boat and the dude just gets knocked out, oh loses the boat. And yeah, that wet, Oh my God, the wedding, they, they hit the cake and she's just like, no, it's ruined. <laughs> my cake is ruined. But did you see the guy's reaction before the script? Like before the cut, if you look at, she gets all traumatized and the guy's kind of like, Oh fuck. <laughs> like, and I'm just like hyped up for it for a moment. And you're just like, yeah, I can see that reaction happening. Like, Fast boats. Like, what dare would you? <laughs> it's <Yeah>. pretty dope. <laughs> oh, but God, I, they Americanize I, that just so much. Like so much. Just... It's the first. So honestly, I think this is the first and maybe only time we really see the local authorities in one of the movies, just like in a full chase doing oh, all this yeah. stuff. Like, they're in it to win it, especially he, the sheriff. All the chases are really good in this movie. The first Just one really in New long. York, uh, well, that one in New York where he, like, he pulls up and it shoots the guy in the neck and Bond doesn't even realize, like, his Yeah, and he's shot. like, you okay? And he's just like... <laughs> and, like, I thought that was one of the dopest things. And, yeah. Uh, it worked out really well. 
he kept he kept hitting all those cars because he couldn't reach the brakes. So Dude, it was just like freaking tough, or just like getting bumped and nothing happening. Yeah. It's those seventies cars, man. Yes. They're made of sterner stuff. Uh, but it like those tra- the boat chase was just the only one that was just really long. But we it was it like got this introduced chase. In yeah, her Majesty's. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the sheriff, though, he, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, I remember this guy now. I don't forget a character like that. <laughs> and I'm like, I remember again, and I'm like, oh, wait, this is a Roger Moore movie, which means certain people recur. And I remember that this man is going to come back in another movie. Really? Yes. Oh, gosh. I don't know. So I'm wondering, because it's the same director and writer in A Man with the Golden Gun, I don't know if it's that movie. It might be. I think That'd it might be the next movie we might see him again. Because also, uh, people would recognize him more so if it was a back-to-back film rather than somewhere down oh, the line yeah. in another Roger Moore movie. But I can more than... I know for sure he's in one of them. I think it's going to be in this one, so we might be talking about him again. And he may have some more specific help with Bond. Oh wow! For, for a short okay. while, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good, and it's also very comedic, if I remember correctly, too, because oh. it's still the same accented guy. So, <laughs> like, not it's, excited for that. Yeah, um, it's just ridiculous. It's just such an, a ridiculous character, and it just comes out of nowhere too. Once you get to that point, you're like what are we still watching like, a bond movie like, yeah exactly it's so out of place and i, I don't know it's it, it is hilarious though like yeah i'm um, to see how it changes but the puns man so the last two things i had written down here uh was when mr big is fighting bond in the water there's like a shark there and mr big straight up even stops fighting bond and goes and points at the shark going yeah. dude it's a sh- it's the shark and Bond is like, so? And he's like, I'm still going to kill you. And he takes one of the pellets for his the gas gun. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is like, uh, he shoots the couch that has Whisper on it. And the couch inflates and just explodes. And, and Whisper is just like, Whoa. but yeah. I love it for a second. You know, Whisper's like, bro, you're not going to shoot me, right? And, yeah. you know, he doesn't, which is cool. Because I'm like, oh, this isn't like a dude that shoots his own henchman, I don't think. Unless they really fuck up. Yeah. But uh straight up bond just shoves the pellet into his mouth and i guess he swallows it and you know it activates and you just see mr big like he gets big like he straight up inflates and explodes like a balloon he pops like a balloon and like it took a second for my brain to catch up with my eyes it was like yeah. tra- it was like buffering it was like buffering dude. and they're just like dude what did you just did you just see that man not even just explode like he didn't explode explode he literally turned into a balloon and exploded like a cartoon it like happened. a cartoon balloon I literally rewound it i was like what the f- did this just <laughs> and you're just like all right i guess the sheriff's dude. like and zooks <laughs> In the book, uh, they, you know, Bond has to train with Coral and get in really good shape because he has to swim to Mr. Big's Island and he has to go in undetected completely or else he's just going to be screwed. So he has to do this insane scuba diving, like, and just travel, but he travels with a mine strapped to his chest. And Bond is underwater for like 500 meters and he does it like in 15 minutes, something insane or something. Um, and that when he he actually gets his cover blown because the octopus or squid whatever attacks him and the bubbles come up but uh he attaches this mine to uh mr big's yacht and when um 
when Bond's all tied up with Solitaire and they start, you know, starting up the engine for the yacht and everything uh, to start dragging him, it starts going and uh, then it blows up and they kind of get free and all that. And Mr. Big is like, they kind of wash up on the island and they're good. You know, Bond's like recovering and everything. And then Mr. Big is like crawling up and he's just like all battered and everything. And then he's just like poof, dead. Like it's it's That's pretty it. epic, yeah. Oh, okay, so he doesn't he doesn't uh, expand and then <laughs> he doesn't proceed turn into a, what to was explode. It from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, he does uh, it. Brook assault. Where yeah. she, no, it wasn't a Brook assault. She gets st- stolen by squirrels. Uh, no, it's uh, the girl that eats the the, the gum. gum and everything. Yeah, yeah and then yeah. she just turns blue, <laughs> and then they use her as a new um, one of those giant bouncy balls. But uh, yeah, no, and then I the, the, <laughs> it doesn't stop there. Roger Moore is James uh, Solitaire is like what happened uh, to Kanenga and he's like <laughs> exact quote he always didn't have an inflatable opinion of himself <laughs> and it's not I can't even, even like a typical pun it's just like man you guys thought about that that took a couple tries to like <laughs> get that one out that I would have dude I would have been like yo I would have just been like you know he blew up his ego <laughs> yes or is he's he had an inflatable ego? What can I say? Yes, that's what, yeah, that's what I mean. Like that'd be your first reaction, like something like that, like or related to Mr. Big somehow. And dude, oh, oh my god. god, I just I don't think honestly, I think we've already reached the best death I've ever seen in a Bond movie. Like how how do you how dude, do we got to rank them at the end of everything? How do Maybe we do better than a man turning into a balloon and exploding like a cartoon? Like how does that get improved exactly? <laughs> like that <laughs> it's like the only things that beat that out is like ending like the deaths in the indiana jones movies where people's face melt, melt. or a man falls into a pit of crocodiles and they yes. just roll him around and he just turns into clothing or you drink from a cup of water and turn into a skeleton instantly dude <laughs> Those when are... he hops across the crocodiles too i was like are they gonna do it are they gonna oh do it? They my god did it. Like... they did it they straight up did it he just said like i've played this game before <gasps> yes you're looking at the hungry hippo master <laughs> where i played for keeps but he's a know, gambling man you know so overall i thought it was it was a fun movie it it's definitely a fun movie. was entertaining um roger oh. moore makes a a really banger intro Oh hell yeah! Like yeah, but you he, know, he comes honestly, in blazing. Just, just like the books, like it has the movies. I'm seeing the same. Like a, it's a different formula, but it's the same formula. Yes. Like the books, like you're gonna kind of get your setup and then introduce Bond, and then you're gonna basically like the first girl you meet is gonna be related to the villain somehow, and he's gonna sleep with her, and after he sleeps with her, she's for sure gonna die. Like they're gonna fuck, and she's gonna die within five minutes of the next scene. As is and, tradition. <laughs> And then the girl, which he is a is horrible like, tradition. I'm not saying that's a tradition. Like it's really bad. <laughs> it's these so not, bad. none of these things hold up in modern day. When you're like, your oh wait, face. people have equal rights. That's right. I forgot. This is Bond. Is just like I thought she was a good guy too at first, and I was like, all right, cool, you know. But uh, no, yeah, that was just ridiculous. That was just, she, they already had sex on like an island, and then all of a sudden she gets shot. She but no, then, they have sex on the island and he goes like she's like you're not going to kill me and he's like if I didn't have sex with you I wouldn't kill you because I didn't have sex with you yet. but now that I've had sex with you and I've had you I can kill you now. I was yes. like what? <laughs> what? That was so <laughs> wait a minute. After what we we just did you wouldn't you wouldn't dare. <laughs> and then the the she sees the the voodoo uh 
thing and then oh, she yeah. freaks out and he's like nice try with the act and she's like it's not an acting it's like you gotta choose am i gonna kill you or are they gonna kill you and she's like i mean i'd like no one to kill me and then she bolts and then they kill her so mm-hmm. it was yeah. like you're f- fucked either way but then the next girl he meets is gonna be the one that is like he of course they're gonna have sex you're gonna see that and then they're gonna be the one escaping at the end you know like yeah and the train scene it ends totally different like dude Quarrel is like setting them up this huge dinner at the end, and then they're what? like, "Yeah, dude, it's freaking crazy!" Like, um, there's even watch the last page real fast, real fast. You want to watch um, the page? What does it do? Poor Quarrel said, "Solitaire." He's borrowed the best <laughs> cook in the village and ransacked the markets uh, for surprises for us. He's even found some black crabs, the first of the season. Then he's roasting a pitiful little sucking pig and making an avocado pear salad, and we're to finish up with guavas and a coconut cream. And Commander Strangeways has left, has left a case of the best champagne in Jamaica. My mouth's watering already. But don't forget, it's supposed to be a secret. <laughs> That's what Coral's doing for them. I wandered into the kitchen and found he had almost reduced the cook to tears. <laughs> um, he's coming what? with us on our passionate holiday, said Bond. He told her as as oh he, he told her of M's cable. We're going to, to a house on stilts with palm trees and five miles of golden sand. And you'll have to look after me very well because I shan't be able to make love with only one arm. Oh, his pinky does get fucked up in the book like they do in the movie. Kind oh, of. the dude with the, the claw just mm-hmm. straight up still crushes it. Freaking just grabs it and just twists it back and everything. Ooh. Uh, and that's basically it. She's just. Oh, oh is that, the book ends? Yeah. Yeah. There's like two more lines and that's it. But dude, Quarrel is like setting up this huge surprise dinner for Bond. Quarrel, which is completely like... different in the in the movie. Um, the man with the claw hand is still alive and mm-hmm. literally comes through a bag. He classes, goes through the bag, gets in there, fights with them, and then gets thrown out the window to his death, leaving the claw hand. And then uh, Saltair was like thrown into a this folding, this basically pull out this uh, dropout bed. And she was, like, stuck in there. And she didn't even know the guy was there. Like, she straight up thought Bond, like, was playing a mean trick on her. And he was like, sorry, I was just, you know, things were a bit disarming or some shit. Because he took his arm. He took his arm off and just punched the fucking disarm. And you're like, oh, cool, he stopped everyone. Because, all right, Teehee, the guy that's, like, always laughing, the dude with the skeleton makeup, the dude that has, like, a flute that, like, literally is playing the flute. And he's like, nice day. <laughs> and then opens the flute and goes, he's on his way to the blah, blah. And you're like, the flute's also a goddamn walkie-talkie. And then goes to fight Bond. So he comes out, goes to fight Bond, has a sword. It's like a machete fight. Mm-hmm. And there's a coffin of snakes. Bond pushes him into a coffin of snakes in which it looks like he is thrusting into the coffin like he looks like he's thrusting into the snakes and i mean thrusting i mean like thrusting thrusting and it's just supposed to be him getting bitten by the snakes and dying in which he's just making thrust movements for some reason (laughs) and uh and you see him just dead and i'm like dying because i'm like dude that is the funniest looking death and then he's not dead because the movie ends so like bond and solitaire are just gonna make love on like a 16 hour train ride or something and (laughs) tihi is on the front of the train just laughing just like ah, ha, ha. <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious like Beatles music starts playing dude when it ended I was like what <laughs> like what kind of closing was that like what just happened I love these henchmen these mm-hmm. are the best henchmen besides like odd job and then uh, the man with the golden gun's small friend and like, yes <laughs> like, yeah. who gets trapped in a fucking cage mm-hmm. but which will if that's this next movie oh no 
Oh god, the offensive stuff has not ended yet. We're still going. There's still so many more offensive things to talk about, unfortunately. But yeah, these honestly, that's probably the most standout part of this movie are the henchmen. I want to say, hands down, for sure. I would, I would 100% agree with that. They're like, so cool. I, I love them. They're great. Like compared to any of the other characters, um, Bonds like girls and all that. Like the henchmen were just so so vast, you know. And then yeah. it's cool seeing them travel. I, I did, I did appreciate that. Although, you know. Bond traveling to America is just kind of dull because you want to see the rest of the world because we, we live in America. It's a, it's a European book, you know what I mean? So, yeah. for, of course, it has interest in a certain extent. But to us, we're just like, yeah, fucking, I don't want to talk about America. Florida. And it's like yeah. not just it's like New York and New Orleans. And you're like, what? what? Yes, exactly. I mean, we also there's another Roger Moore movie and it takes place uh, in my neck of the woods. It's in oh, San Francisco. Really? And it's got, you know, the, the villain is it's Christopher Walken. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're gonna get there. That's gonna be a. That's a. I I think that one's called like. I already forgot what that one is called, but that's a that's a movie for sure. Uh, yeah, it's a. That's live and let die, man. I I think we covered. Oh, what's up? Does he say the line in the movie? Live and let die. Yeah. No, the singers do. Okay, so when he's in the restaurant, oh my god, I forgot yeah. the the the. All right, when they're in the fillet of the fillet of sole or something, I forget what it was called. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he gets the booth on the wall, and the wall just that happens the... in the book. That does happen in the book. Him and Felix are having a drink, and oh then the wall god. turns and everything. That was oh, great. Well... And then him and Felix come in to the one in I forget which. I think it was in New Orleans, and he's like. Oh come on, James! You're you're all afraid of what? And he's like, "Dude, you don't understand. The whole city's been <laughs> on it. Like literally, the entire goddamn city. Everyone here works for him, I guess." And he's they're like, "Oh, do you want a booth here?" He's like, "No, we're we're good. No booths by the walk. We have one in the front." And he goes, "Yeah, okay." And you're like, "Oh, is he safe now?" And Felix goes to make a call, and then. <laughs> The table instead of going against the wall since there's no wall just goes into the ground. Yes, and I'm like, what? What, what do you mean? It's so it stupid. is. It's brilliant. Like it's really. I mean, it's kind of creepy. Like a, a whole city rigged like that, and stuff like that happens in the book, and that's what makes it really interesting. Like they had go to get reservations for dinner, and then um, the person gets the call and they're like oh clear this table and then they move these people out and we're just like oh there was a mix-up and they place bond in them there for a particular reason and it just it leads up the book is very well paced when it comes to stuff like that and every move kind of matters it's super cool super super cool all right um but oh but in the book uh there i forgot who he's talking about i should have bookmarked this crap i should do better at this um but he he somebody says uh you know live and let live and then he's just like well i prefer live and let die and they're like oh fuck he said the title like <laughs> i would just walk up next to them and be like dude i prefer live and let fries i'm just seeing like a <laughs> fucking thing of fries <laughs> like how's it going <laughs> yo t let's get out of here bro yo you jab turkey <laughs> <laughs> let's take the cab and move on baby but definitely uh, hyped i got to read this book uh hyped i got to see this movie i hadn't seen it before so it expanded my yeah. knowledge um lots of fun either way you take it like it's yes just, it's great you, know, you but... take it something you take you take something <laughs> yeah. out of this no matter what whether you want it or not <laughs> straight up <laughs> it's uh it's good stuff it's good bond and it's it's dated you know just, yeah just, just I, know I think... what you're walking into i think the moral of the story is if you see a bunch of a bunch of people walking doing a funeral in new orleans Yo, and a man I'm... comes up next to you don't ask him what who, what's, whose funeral is it yeah, walk just, away just as soon as possible right otherwise it's yours 
Also, you know, we, <laughs> we only saw M like once too, right? Yeah, he's only in the beginning. M's yeah. only in, M and Moneypenny because it's like, oh, we're you living in the UK? Yeah, it goes yeah. full on Felix and the Americans. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm hyped for the man with the golden gun. I'm reading the book. It's very. It's all right. I could tell <laughs> Ian Fleming was like wearing out, but also like Bond is worn out at this point too. Like, yeah. And we'll go into more detail about that, but good stuff. Yeah, good for stuff. Sure. Ian, Ian Fleming's like, how can I offend more people? <laughs> right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You guys want to see some more islands in heaven? It's like, no, no, we don't. Stop. I, mean, I can't even say he's racist or anything because, you know, one, it's 1954. It's just kind of like, I mean, it's just the way things They don't even go. know. Yeah, it's 50. But geez, yeah, he moved yeah, to Jamaica. Like, he bought, like, he lives in he lived in Jamaica for like half his life. That was like his place where he wrote the Bond books and whatnot. You know, like can't be that racist if you're gonna go yeah, to Jamaica. Okay. Like, come, I don't on. Know. come on, come on. <laughs> I can't. I can't say. I, can't, I don't know, man. <laughs> anyway, uh... so, <laughs> I guess live and let die in. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> uh, well, fucking movie. I'm hyped for the next episode. Can't wait to yeah. watch this one. Oh, uh, for sure. It's going to be interesting. So, uh, Man with a Golden Gun, and after that, The Living Daylights. So. Yes. So, with this, this is our only double actor run this year. Yeah. So, the next one is another Roger Moore one, which, you know, the other part of the, this whole thing is only one of each actor. And then we'll see what, it, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about 2022 mm-hmm. near the end of the year itself. Uh, probably around the time we're doing like Daniel Craig and stuff, but uh, yeah. And after that, Timothy Dalton, we got after both of these Roger Roars is one of the only two Timothy Dalton ones. So we'll already be halfway done with him by the end of this month. Mm -hmm. And uh, this one is the less memorable of the two movies I want to say, but we'll, we'll see when we get there for sure. Otherwise though. Yeah. But Brandon, uh, where can people find you and your show? Uh, check out Apollo City Comics on uh, all podcast platforms on YouTube. Uh, check out our Instagram. It's our main uh, social media hub. But we have Twitter and Facebook and all that. But, I mean, that's nothing really. So check us out on Instagram. Um, and we have lots of interviews, lots of cool stuff. Uh, we've been all super busy. So there's actually a lot of cool projects coming out, uh, personal projects from Brandon, my co-host, and I coming out. So that's why the, it's going to be very just just there so check it out and keep up with the stuff that we're gonna be posting about in a couple months too and comrade gotcha. where can they uh find the other assortment of sutroness so of course if you're already uh listening here you're on sutra side talk right now uh but of course you can listen to the show sutra side talk itself which is a weekly show where my co-host james and i talk about uh gaming movie tv show news every week along with what we've been watching and playing and uh right now we're <laughs> about to do e3 weekend and we have three episodes lined up potentially four just for that because there's it's just it's gonna be insane this is like the busiest news week of the year easily mm-hmm. uh we also got the cut of steel which brandon and i both are on and that one is a five-man show where we talk about the dceu films in which we just uh uh around this time we'll have shazam coming out soon uh, episode eight and Aquaman, yes. we just recently did as well, which is episode seven. You can catch that already. And then we have Up To It, Down To It, uh, a more on and off show that I'm trying to get on a monthly format soon enough. 
on which me and a few friends from school will talk about a random or specific topic and just go in on it and it's usually different from the previous episode so each episode is very standalone i guess you could say but otherwise you can catch sutra side talk on any majority of the podcast platforms and uh you can follow it on twitter and instagram just like you can follow me on uh on twitter at gogocomzilla as well but yeah that's everything we will catch you guys actually if this is uh double checking right now because we have three weeks uh i think all the bond episodes will be coming out uh back to back oh we this month yeah so we'll have those out all uh non-stop one after the other so just because uh, it's been a little bit more hectic with scheduling the past couple months but now that we're kind of back on track we got a little bit of catch-up to do but we'll still have everything out where mm-hmm. after this month everything will be back to the regular every other week format without losing any momentum whatsoever yes. we're not changing any dates at all which is great yes but all right everybody we will catch you in this case, next week. Yeah. So long. Thanks. Later, man.